0: The opinions expressed on the following program are those of the program sponsor, Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and its hosts and callers, and may not reflect those of KSLR or Salem
1: Communications. The content of this program may not be suitable for young listeners and is intended for a mature audience. Parents are strongly encouraged to use discretion with children who may be listening. Share comments with Shadow of His Wings Ministry at 210-887-9007 or online at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Love is done.
0: Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions.
1: Well, good evening. We're glad you're here tonight on this Sunday evening. I'm Lee Preston, and I'm here tonight with my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay.
2: Good evening.
1: We are here tonight to uh, try to bring some real-life answers to life's tough questions, and we're going to continue talking tonight uh, about purity and uh, carry over from last week some discussion on masturbation as well. We want to offer truth and offer hope, and so that's kind of why we're here tonight. Um, we will do our best to take you to the places that uh, God would have us go. We are Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and you're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. We're glad you're here, and uh, we are a, 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 a 501c3 nonprofit ministry uh, that seeks to help others find freedom, that help others find healing from all kinds of broken places, and uh, we believe that uh, Jesus called us to begin to help set the captive free and to bind up the brokenhearted, and so... We uh just join him in th- this effort, and uh that's kind of where our ministry began. Shea looks tired tonight. Are you tired, honey?
2: <laughs> well, it's been a pretty long weekend. We had a um, a retreat this weekend it's called gateway to freedom and um so uh, you know, I was pretty tired. I did a lot of cooking and cleaning and so.
1: Well, Shay does a great job, truly, and uh, she cooks and and helps take care of us while we do the retreat. And we had about uh, fourteen folks all together in our house this weekend, and uh, it was a, it's a he- healing retreat, uh, Gateway to Freedom. We'll give you the website uh, in a little while. It's a great place uh, for men to come who have struggles with uh, their sexuality and the broken places in their life uh, that are around. Uh, compulsive sexual behaviors and so we thought we'd talk a little bit about purity tonight and where where our purity is meant to be versus where sometimes it goes in our broken places i'm going to pray before we get started and then we'll jump right in okay thank you father for just loving us and for finding us and for taking us to the places you want us to go You are a God that knows us in our broken places. You are a God that is not ashamed of our broken places. You are a God that looks into our hearts and sees our wounds and wants to bind those wounds. And I thank you for seeing them. I also thank you that you're not afraid to talk about hard topics. And so we lift up these topics to you because we want your freedom. We want your holiness. We want your purity in all these places. And so I just pray, Jesus, that you'd bring people to listen tonight who need to listen and need to hear and need to see that there's hope for struggling. There's hope for compulsivity. And we thank you, Jesus, for freedom in that, because you did come to set the captive free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are just glad to be here tonight, and we're going to jump in. Uh We're... Something that came to my mind as we were beginning to prepare for the show is the title "Perverts Versus Princes."
2: Interesting.
1: The way, the reason why I put that is because you know, when a man shows up to a retreat that's specifically for his sexual brokenness, I I just have watched over the years. That as a man shows up, he carries a lot of shame, and I think he sees himself as a pervert, as somebody who just can't control himself, who doesn't know how to stop, who doesn't know how to keep it from happening, who has tried. Maybe he's even come up with some great excuses as to why he does it. You know, he just needs lots of sex, or he just he's always needed sex uh but the problem there is is that begins to tell a man who he is rather than his identity in Christ and so what happens is a man begins to see himself as a pervert as a broken guy as somebody who's incapable of being the godly man that he's looking to be and so i thought that was kind of uh, interesting to 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 kind of begin looking at the pervert versus the prince because truly we're all princes of the king You know, when we've accepted Christ into our heart, we become a prince in the kingdom. Uh, And so I just uh, I want to I just have a special heart for folks out there, for men struggling with their purity and finding failure because failure is a very uncomfortable place. And what you begin to think is, is I'm not worthy of being a man of God. I'm only worthy of broken
2: sexuality. So starting off why don't you just? Um, I mean, I would just like for you to share what is purity in general.
1: Well, I think purity is is being able to to control your sexuality, being able to control your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions surrounding your sexuality. And taking them to the places where Christ uh, intended. Uh, I believe that our our sexuality was not meant to be out of control. Uh, and so what was meant is a purity in our relationships. It's, sex is great. It's pure. It's holy in the bonds of marriage. It's a great thing. But when it gets out of control and when you begin to use it in other places for other things, I think it becomes impure. Uh, when it gets mixed up into the worldly places of pornography and fantasy and online chatting, then you end up making the sexuality that God gave us a very impure place to go. Right. So I think purity is being able to be, to be sexual, but to use that sexuality within the bond of marriage in, in numerous ways. You know, sometimes sex isn't sex. Sometimes if it's in the bonds of marriage, it's just closeness. It's intimacy. It's being close enough to just hold each other. Being with each other closely can be sexual as well. So it's just using all those things together.
2: So purity is not necessarily just sexuality or sex.
1: Right. It's absolutely our mind. It's thoughts, uh, Excuse me. It's, uh, and this is for men and women. It's, it's not using our sexuality in ways that were, that it wasn't meant to be used. It's, it's guarding our heart sexually. It's guarding what comes into our heart. Uh, what we think about and where we go and the places that our sexuality can take us sometimes. Uh, and so purity, in my opinion, purity is harder to get back once you've lost it. Because, you know, as, as we talked last time, you know, when a, when a young guy and even a a young girl finds their sexuality, uh, it begins to be used for all kinds of things. And so what you end up finding is that as you begin to tear open your sexuality, it gets used and it begins to flow pretty rapidly. And before you know it, other things have tainted your sexuality. You've got images and, and experiences and visions inside your head and in your in your soul that you have allowed in through your sexuality. And it's harder to clean that up. It takes some time to clean that up. You're listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. And we are also a call-in show. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe you have a comment about this or a question. Um, I know we have a disclaimer on the beginning at the at the show, so we do want to protect uh, those listening from from uh, discussions that we might be having about sex tonight. But I want you to understand we really do believe that it's important for teens to hear. About what sexuality is, and have open conversation about it, and we will not use graphic language, but we may use the word masturbation and and some words that are are definitely labels to certain body parts, but we certainly don't use uh either. Uh, graphic or profanity on the, on the on the air. So we believe that it's important to talk honestly about brokenness and sexuality and be able to really just have a, a good conversation. You never know; it might open up a conversation with your kids at appropriate ages that you need to have with them because they may be needing that.
2: Well, and it's without the crudeness that they're going to hear in the world Absolutely. and that they probably already do in school and stuff.
1: Absolutely. Um, well, we will keep talking and, um, let's, let's talk a little bit about what happens when a man's purity gets off track. Uh, let me give the number out again. The number is 210-340-9585. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you.
2: So where'd you want to start?
1: Well, I, I think it's great to kind of begin talking about, about, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about some of these guys this weekend and just trying to understand where purity, where purity gets cleaned up. What do we do with our purity once it gets broken?
2: Well, before we go there, I, I wanted to just say that, you know, when we talk about purity, Sometimes people see that as being single and and staying pure before marriage you know but we're also talking about purity in a marriage and it's a, and after we do this I'd like for us to address that and what is purity within a marriage
1: Well let's jump right in on that since mm-hmm. you bring it up uh I'll let you also tell me what you think purity is in a marriage but I think purity in marriage is is saving yourself for your spouse. Not allowing your thoughts to go places that it's not intended to go. Uh, allowing your sexuality to only be used by your spouse. And some people feel uncomfortable about that, meaning they're they're not sure what that means, but I think it also includes not allowing pornography in your marriage. I think it, it means making sure that you don't flirt with other people, uh, outside your marriage. You know, uh, I think it's important to look at your, your dealings, your relationships. You know, do you hang out with, uh, with, with folks of the opposite sex and do you find yourself flirting, making comments, uh, sexual innuendo, things that kind of, Sexual joking even, we had some discussion this weekend, right, about sexual joking and how that can make some folks feel very uncomfortable and it can also lead to impurity. It's kind of like that sly way of let me tell you this sexual joke and it's kind of like sly way of letting letting me dirty up my purity just a little bit and acting like it's perfectly okay because it's just a joke. But it kind of sends, if you have to think, I, I like the way I think you put it that it said last time about even with masturbation, you have to look at how you feel after it's over with. What do you feel? That shame that you feel is real and that shame that you feel is, is true. And so, you know, when you, when you feel like you have to do sexual bantering or joking around the office, you might ask yourself, uh, why am I doing that? And what does that mean? What is it? What is it for? Well,
2: good. Thanks for, thanks for clarifying that.
1: Sure. Um, I think purity in marriage is, is uh, a great place to start. I think trying to heal brokenness in our singlehood is also good. um, you know, beginning to look at at what makes a man struggle, um, I just encourage folks that there's a real truth in in understanding that pornography and masturbation are the gateways to a lot of brokenness, and uh, it's very important. I, I see it all the time with men and with uh, their interactions and the way they see themselves. You know, you don't see, you don't really know that, that masturbation and porn is going to lead you down to a places of shame and doubting who you are. But once it begins to happen, you end up finding that you're, you're feeling pretty bad about yourself and you feel pretty shameful and then you don't know how to stop it. And so then you have this situation where you don't know how to stop and yet it's already in your, in your system, so to speak. And so what do you do with that besides just struggle and keep failing? And the more you fail and the more you do things that are are sinful and broken in your sexuality, the more you begin to think this must be who I am. And so in that identity is where you begin to struggle even more, because when Satan can tell you who you are, Christ can't tell you where who you are. And if you're listening and, and, and you, you're thinking, wow, I, I am a pervert. I look at porn, I masturbate, I do things I shouldn't do, I don't know how to stop, uh, I try to be good, but I can't, then what that says to, uh, to, to your own, to who you are as a man is that I'm out of control. And so looking at that shameful place is important so you can begin to say, Okay, what is shameful uh, about me? Nothing. What is shameful about my actions? Well, it's there is some shame there, but it doesn't mean that you're shameful. It means that some of the things you do is shameful. And it's so amazing when you have a a, a weekend like this is you see these guys show up and they are just their shoulders are slumped over and their heads are hung low and they are just dragging and what they look at is, what they look at them themselves is, I am just broken. I'm, I'm bad. I'm coming here because I'm in trouble. And it's just amazing to see at the end of the weekend, a really great place where these guys are walking with their heads up because we're not there to condemn. We're there to show who they are in Christ. And so as they begin to see, that Jesus still loves them even in their brokenness. He sees who they are even in the places of their shame. Then they begin to see who they really are in Christ.
2: Yeah, because sometimes it's just hard for them to see when right. shame just kind of blinds the eye. Right. So what do you do with broken sexuality?
1: Well, I think... uh I think broken sexuality requires some immediate attention. I think you have to begin looking at how you got broken in the first place. Uh, I think it's important. Uh, I know a lot of guys come to these weekends and they say, well, you just don't understand. I've always been this way. But the truth is, is like any sexual brokenness, and we like an all-sexual brokenness uh, because we look at it and say, okay, the guy who struggles with homosexuality, the guy who struggles with prostitutes, the guy who struggles with heterosexuality, the guy who can't stop looking at porn, they all have some level of sexual brokenness that falls along a continuum. And so, you know, to try to begin healing that is not just to say, well, I need to just learn how to stop doing what I'm doing. It's figuring out where that place is in their heart now. What do you do with that place in their heart now? where sex has filled in a place that it wasn't meant to be filled in with. You know, a lot of guys don't don't begin to see initially. They just see that I, I masturbate because I want sex or I look at porn because I'm aroused, whatever those things are. But if you look at that, you begin to find that most guys can acknowledge that they don't always just look at porn or masturbate because they're aroused. They may feel an arousal, but it's more tied to other things in their life. Maybe they're stressed, maybe they're angry, maybe they're disappointed in their wife or disappointed in the people in their life, and so they go to those places where they just go, oh, you know what, I'm just sick of this. And so that frustration leads them to take it out in places where they shouldn't be going. But they've learned long ago that this is a place where I can numb this feeling, so Actually what you find is a guy who ends up stopping masturbation and porn or whatever sexual brokenness he's got, he ultimately then really has to work on how do I handle my emotions now? Because used to, he would handle his emotions by just numbing them with his porn or masturbation. And so how to stop it is to begin looking at where do I run to? What are my, what are the things I run to to get away from the brokenness? That I, that I'm afraid of. What do I run to when I'm afraid to deal with my wife or I'm afraid to deal with emotions or, or I am bored, you know, maybe I'm just bored and I don't know what to do with my boredom because I'm, I'm way too caught up and some guys get very caught up in performance and perfectionism and they gotta be going a hundred miles an hour all the time. And then all of a sudden they have 15 minutes of, of, you know, nothing to do and they feel bored all of a sudden, like I got to do something with this time. And so they end up finding that boredom leads to looking at porn and, and it's just amazing if you really will begin to look at those things that cause a person to go to those places, it's, it's a brokenness that, that comes from something emotional, something tied to who they, who they've been or how they were not taught how to handle their own emotions. Uh, once again, we are a call-in show. Our number is 340-9585. I know it's kind of difficult to talk about masturbation, to talk about porn, to talk about, uh, compulsive sexuality. Uh, maybe you have it in your own marriage. Maybe you're, maybe you're even a wife who has experienced knowing that something's not quite right, but you just don't know what to do about it. We are having a journey to joy for wives coming up August the 28th through the 30th. And it is specifically for wives whose husbands have had sexual brokenness and have had sexual compulsivity in, in the marriage. And it's a place for wives to just be able to relax and to rest and to just talk. Uh, do you have anything you want to offer about the Journey to Joy?
2: Um, I just think it's, well, I don't think. It's from, let's see, we've been doing this. Six years
1: yeah six or seven six more.
2: or seven yeah. years, and I just think it's I know it's an, a hard place for for women and wives to come and just kind of get out of their their place and to kind of let go of of uh, their husband or their families for the weekend, so I would just offer that it is a great a great way to get away and just to connect with some other. Some other women and and it doesn't take long before just the fears that you're leaving, you know, your family and all of that just kind of subside. God is good. And and I just think it, it is a it's a great thing. And it it's a it's just something that wives should come to. Amen. I think there's a blessing in store.
1: Amen. So that's uh August twenty eighth through the thirtieth, and it, uh, if you want information, go ahead.
2: Well, I was yeah, I was just going to say that if if there is anybody that has a question, feel free to call me. My number, my name is Shay. It's 210-274-2244. two seven four two two four four. I'd be glad to talk to you and tell you more about it.
1: Absolutely. And if you want to just go on the website and find out more things about it and listen to uh, some uh, podcasts that we've done about uh, the Journey to Joy and what we do there, you can go to journeytojoy.org. It's O-R-G, not C-O-M. So uh, we'd love to have you. It's a great place. Sometimes a wife doesn't feel like she can really sit down with those ladies on her Wednesday morning Bible study and share what's going on in her life because she's not sure how they'll respond. And so, uh, this is a great place for her to talk to other wives who want God's best and who want a Christian marriage but have had some brokenness in it and they're having to deal with their own pain and shame over it. So, we'd love to have you. We are talking tonight about purity, uh, perverts versus princes and, uh, we, uh, are, we sure hope that you are finding, uh, at least some information helpful if you'd like to call in 340. 340- 9585, we'd love to hear from you. Purity is a great, I mean, it's, it's a great freedom when you find your own purity. And it's a great freedom when you can release and just say, you know what? I, I want to be the man God created me to be. And so that's a great adventure. I know it doesn't feel like an adventure, but it is. It's a great adventure to just release and to realize that God has something greater than your sexual brokenness. And so I think it's a great adventure myself. I've been through it. I know some some people would say, man, I wouldn't want to go through that. But it's a great adventure to find God's best. And uh I hope that you uh that you can see. I hope I pray for those men and women listening who might not know what purity in their in their in their hearts feels like because they failed so much. You know what? When Satan gets in there and he tries to convince you that you are your brokenness, that's just not right. You are not your brokenness. You are a child of the king. You are not defined by your sin, but you do want to get it out of your life, and Jesus wants to help set you free. Join us after the break. We're going to keep talking about uh, purity. We're going to talk a little bit more about what a wife uh, feels and what husbands sometimes think about their wives through this process. So after the break, don't forget to call in if you have questions or comments. Our number is, again, 210-340-9585. And you're listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, Healing Hidden Wounds. Join us after the break.
3: Its part. Let Him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart Your love is done its part. Your love is done its part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart Your love is done its part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart
1: Well, welcome back. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. I'm Lee Preston and I'm here tonight with Shay, my beautiful wife, and we are just glad to be here. We're talking about purity versus prince, I'm sorry, perverts versus princes, and we're talking about purity tonight. Sometimes a guy uh, doesn't know what to do with his impurity, so he begins to find reasons that it might still be there or not be going away. And so he begins to blame people. And sometimes a guy will begin to blame his wife. Well, if you just would do more, if you'd have more sex with me, if you'd do different sex, if you'd be more sexual, then maybe I wouldn't have this problem. Sometimes they blame other things. It's hereditary. I just, we 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 so-and-so men in this family just need lots of sex or it's just the way I've always been. Um, I want to offer just a little bit about that that comment about well it 's my wife 's fault, you know sometimes it 's not even just that you want your wife to be more sexual. Sometimes it is well, she makes me upset or i don 't think she really loves me, so I need to go find sex somewhere else. Um, sometimes a man struggles with the idea that if my wife didn't make me upset, I wouldn't have to go look at porn. Or if she didn't hurt my feelings, I wouldn't feel like going and finding sex somewhere else, whether it's by porn or an affair. And I just want to throw that out because uh, I think it's important to talk about it because um, sometimes folks buy into that and they really believe that a, a wife has to figure out how she can be better so that her husband won't look at porn. And I really just want to throw that out as a lie tonight. <laughs> it isn't the truth.
2: I was gonna say, I hope you're throwing it out like throwing it out.
1: That's right. It is not the truth. I know that you get hurt perhaps by your wife. Uh, I guess we'd probably, probably figure out that she, she too gets hurt by you. But in our marriages and in our, even in our relationships, we don't really have the right just because we get hurt by our spouse to go do anything sinful. God never said, well, you know what, I get it. You know, she hurt your feelings, so you get to go do this. Or I get it, he hurt your feelings, so you get to go do this. And so it's very difficult to really overcome that obstacle. You know, yes, are there broken marriages out there? Absolutely. Are there wives that don't treat their husbands very well? Absolutely. Are there husbands who don't treat their wives very well? Definitely. But... Rather than blaming brokenness on that, uh, it's important to begin to look at how do I heal that brokenness rather than just keep blaming it. You know, we have a choice on what we do with our sexuality. I had a guy tell me one time, <clears throat> excuse me, men just don't know how to control their sexuality. You know what? They may not, and maybe they've been taught that. We're going to talk a little bit if we have time tonight about teens and and what to do about talking to your teens about sex and, and masturbation. but and they and sometimes men, we were talking about this, most women aren't taught that it's okay the minute they feel aroused to masturbate. Most women don't get that upbringing. But through socialization and buddies hanging out, sometimes they're taught. That, you know, it's okay to masturbate. It's okay to, um, to do that when you feel arousal. You know, uh, the minute here comes an erection, so that means I must be able to masturbate. And it's okay to sometimes not do that. You know, just because, uh, an erection happens doesn't mean you have to use it every time. And I know that may seem crass, but I'm not meaning to be crass. I'm just really talking about You know, if you've been raised by that, if you've been taught by your buddies that it's great to have sex or it's great to, to masturbate, then what you end up doing as an adult is you expect that still, and you're revved up in lust, not in love. And so the truth of that is, how do I get back to purity in my marriage and rely on love to guide me, not just lust? So I think it's very important, you know, okay, so maybe you're upset with your wife or maybe you're upset because she, uh, doesn't love you well. You know, uh, love is a hard thing to maintain sometimes. Sometimes we know how to do it well and sometimes we don't know how to do it well.
2: One thing that I think that is just kind of comes to my mind is I, th- I always find it interesting that, you know, it's kind of the blame game. I find that interesting, you know, well, my husband or my wife doesn't love me and so I do such and such, you know, but then it never seems to be looking at the other side of of what am I doing that's loving well in spite of.
1: Absolutely. And that's the crazy place because it is hard to love in spite of. It's hard to keep loving in spite of somebody who keeps hurting you. Or doesn't meet your needs. But uh I honestly believe that if you just keep going back to, to the Lord, and I know that's hard, and that's something we talked about as well, is how do you get that from your heart I mean from your head to your heart? How do you how do you keep going to the Lord and saying, Lord, teach me how to keep loving this person who's hurting me? Um and and yet that's difficult, but it is there. Jesus will meet you there. We are a call-in show. Don't forget us. Uh, You're welcome to call in this evening if you have a comment or question. Our number is 210-340-9585, and we'd love to hear from you. Well, we've got a little bit of time here. Let's talk a little bit about um, something this weekend that also came up. Is uh, A man asked me, what do I tell my kids about my brokenness and my sexuality? What do you think about that? Any thoughts?
2: Uh, my first thought would be, what is the age of the of the kid?
1: Absolutely, that's the first. I mean, place to because start.
2: there are age appropriate, um, age appropriate things, and I think there also is a time. Uh, I guess it depends on what you would want to share, because I think that children, even adult children, do not need to be, you know, to know everything. Uh, there may need to be advice, you know, to an adult child and say, you know, I've been through, uh, pornography, struggling with pornography. I've been through this, but you know, as far as details and, um, how it, you know, what your marriage had to go through and the struggles your marriage had to go through, I don't know that details are really important as much as saying, you know, me and your mother, um, you know, we work through it with God's help. Absolutely. You know, but let me tell you about some of the things to be aware of and to, you know, to protect yourself from.
1: Absolutely.
2: So, my thought is, you know, I think you just age appropriate, you start out small, you know, with as the small child is smallest, you know. Sure. Probably beginning at the age of around nine or ten. That's cause right. Because they start young. Yes. I mean, there's kids in elementary school that are already sexting and looking at pornography. and
1: Well, and, and some people may have just, you know, passed out in front of the radio right, right now by hearing well, that. Well, wake it's, up,
2: <laughs> because I, it's real.
1: Absolutely. I do think it's it's real to acknowledge that your kids may very well be exposed to broken sexuality before you've had a conversation with them. And so I think you have to be really on 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 point, observing what's going on in their lives and having those conversations. It's like you said, b- very wise. You know, you don't start telling them everything at nine or ten, but you start asking them. I think it's important to start asking them, "What do they know? What do they? You know, know. what do your friends talk about about sex?" And they're not going to like it. No kid does, but. I'm gonna to offer to you, you know, maybe we're a little bit, uh, skewed in our beliefs simply because of the folks we work with, but I can guarantee you, I'd say 99% of the men that I work with have never been, or were never spoken to about sex by their fathers.
2: Well, and I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say that we're a little bit skewed because I mean, I've been watching some television off and on recently and even looking on the internet and just kind of the headline news and stuff and you know, the world is becoming skewed.
1: Absolutely. And so That's
2: we have to point. be on top of it and bring truth into into our family and our children's lives.
1: Absolutely. And it's very important, like you, what you just said is very important. It's very important not, as a parent not to stick your head in the sand. Exactly. And just assume, well, I, my kids go to a Christian school, my kids go to a church, because I want to offer to you, guess what, folks, we also run into kids who show up at our office who've gone to the greatest Christian schools and who've gone to the best churches, and yet they're still exposed because the Internet has, has entered your living room, and it's offered your kids a porn shop right in the middle of your living room and so it is well important. and not
2: even not even if it's in your home sure it's in the homes of other of other families absolutely. and as as kids meet other friends and they meet at school i mean the influence comes in whether it's in your home or it's in somebody else's home and they learn about it in another way absolutely so i mean you can do you can take all the steps as a christian family and a christian parent and you can take all the steps and say, well, you know what, I homeschool and I do this, you know, or they go into this Christian school and we have, uh, we don't let them on the Internet or we, you know, we're not saying that. We're saying the influence comes in. Absolutely. Satan is... You know, we're in a battle.
1: Absolutely. And it's important just to have an open conversation. It doesn't pr- hurt. I promise you, you're you're believing a broken lie if you believe that if I talk to my kids about sex, that will just make them want to have sex. That's not truth. No. That's a brokenness and that's a lie. It's important to talk to them about what they know. Certainly, you don't want to introduce them to things that they're not ready to. You wouldn't want to talk to a 10-year-old about masturbation. You might want to just find out what they know about those things first but if you don't have an open line of communication with your child then who will somebody else will
2: well and certainly by the age of 13 sure should yeah. already be 12 you know i would say but definitely by 13 and and you know and that whole thing about well i don't want to put ideas into their head well by the age of 13 I can tell you the, the ideas are going to you know nature takes its course right, and so questions are going to be there
1: absolutely because it 's better
2: to learn the answers from
1: absolutely, because at this retreat this weekend, these are good men you know they 're not broken i mean they 're broken, but they 're not evil men. you know we have to stop looking at at people who have besetting struggling sin like they 're evil. these are good men looking for broke looking for ways to heal their brokenness. Uh, once again, that is, uh, we, we did have a retreat this weekend. It's the Gateway to Freedom Retreat. If you'd like to know more about it, you can go to gatewaymen.org. You can also visit our website. Send us an email at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.org. We'd be glad, dot com. We'd be glad to give you that information. That's info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. So, <clears throat> excuse me. What do you tell your kids about your struggle? Well, I think there's nothing better than the, a father who can sit down with his son at different ages and say, you know what, I too have struggled with masturbation or I too struggled with porn uh, and just talk to them about the struggle because it's real. And some people uh, I've watched men and women look at each other and go, wow, I would never tell my kid because I want I won't I don't want them to know that about me. I don't want them to know that I've been broken or that I've did, done bad things. Um, guess what? They would respect that. I believe if you tell them the truth about your own struggles and if you help them understand that you aren't absolutely perfect, but you've been there. And I think that's an important thing to to look at is. Sitting down and telling them realistically what you have, have had in your life, certainly at appropriate ages, certainly as, uh, as they mature, but, but say a kid is struggling with masturbation. What better way for a father to join with his son is to say, hey, I have struggled as well. It is difficult. Let's begin looking at that together. Let's begin walking through this together. I'll hold you accountable, you hold me accountable, or we'll talk weekly about it, you know. We'll sit down together and talk about purity and God's design for sex and what masturbation can do. I'd like for you to be able to come to me when you struggle. You know, that's a great open door for a father and a son to be able to have that kind of conversation. Certainly, if they're not... Old enough, the father may not want to be his son's accountability. I mean, the son may not want to be the father's accountability partner, but certainly allowing that child to say, I want you to come to me as your father. I'd love to help you with this. I'd love to be an accountable person that you can come to. And then you set up some rules and regulations of trying to help both of you by saying, you know what, we don't want this in our house. We don't want things in our house that can hurt us. So we're going to set up some some guidelines and some programs on our on our computers that will filter these things so that you're not allowed to look at it. You're also not allowed to sit and look at things in your room by yourself on the laptop. Or on your computer, it'll be in a public place in a location in the house where people will be walking by you uh, because we wouldn't want you to be under that kind of temptation because locking you in a room with a with a computer is not a good thing, and so just helping your kids to understand. And some people say, well, what do I do with my daughter? Well, I don't know that daughters need to know so much about your their father's sexual brokenness because they may not understand it. But I think it's okay for them to understand at some point if mom and dad are having struggles. And like you said, not sharing the whole story, but just saying we're having difficulty right now. We're working through it. This is what we're doing. Um, but I like you said, I don't think they need any details whatsoever. Uh, and just be careful about that, because sometimes a wife has before. Sometimes wives get angry and get hurt, and they feel like their children need to know everything. Well, I think they need to know everything about what you've done. And that's very hurtful to your children. It's not helpful.
2: Well, and I would be very cautious when it comes to sharing stuff like that with, uh, with a daughter
1: absolutely about their father absolutely and i and i'm not saying you even need to really share anything sexual about your father but about the father just just the struggle that the husband and wife are having so they understand we're not divorcing we're not getting you know we're not leaving we are going through some struggles so kids understand that at least there's they we want to understand why there's so much tension in the house right now
2: go ahead well i I was just going to say that you know, you have to be real cautious because you do have two, two people in the marriage. And, and one thing that always needs to be remembered is that these two people are both broken.
1: Absolutely.
2: And so, you know, when it comes to sharing with with children or adult children and saying, you know, we've had these struggles in your marriage and it's over pornography or this thing. I, I guess I'm just saying, you know, you just really want to be cautious in the way you do it because you don't want to, to make one person sound like they're, you know, they're the cause when you know what it very well could be a wedge that was caused in the marriage. However, I, it's my belief that there's all, there are two broken people in a marriage.
1: Absolutely.
2: You know, and so you just, you just have to be cautious there with, with your own children.
1: Sure. And, and what do we do? Cause that's a, there may be some wives right now going, but I'm not the broken one. You know, he is. Uh, so why are you saying there's two broken people in the marriage?
2: Well, I'd have to talk to them and say, why, why do you feel like you're not broken?
1: Absolutely.
2: You know we're all broken. Uh, the brokenness may not be the same, you know, but uh, but there's definitely brokenness in everybody's life
1: absolutely and, and i I want I hope folks can hear that because it isn't about just looking at the one broken person because his brokenness is so obvious right now. It's remembering we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. And looking at that together.
2: Well, and it's a whole it's a whole nother radio show talking about that. I mean it's it's hard to just to really answer that question and really look at that and explain the the dynamics behind yes, that is your husband's sin. You know, however, you know, in light of your relationship with God, you know, where do you stand? Sure. You know.
1: And and it's, there's a difference between being hurt by his sin and, and, and saying you have no sin. Exactly. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay, it's okay, okay to say I am hurt. And it's okay when he says things like, well, it's all your fault that I do this. Or if you'd only do this or do that differently, I wouldn't do this. It's okay to say, you know what, that hurts and that's not me. I, I'm not the cause. No, well, And this.
2: that's an absolute lie because Absolutely. nobody can cause you to go and look at pornography. You may feel like that.
1: Sure.
3: But you may feel it like right.
2: it, but it's really, it says, and it talks in the Bible about putting your body under submission. And that's right. And you know, so that's the husband's responsibility. It's the wife's responsibility as well.
1: Right. And so those are all great ways to express your feelings and it's truth that it hurts. Uh, but it's when a wife begins to think she has no sin and he's the one that's done all of her pain, she begins to get distracted because the truth is, is her pain has also been part of her own brokenness as well. And it's all looking at that. You're right. That's a whole other show, but we're talking about purity tonight and perverts versus princes uh, we believe that men who seek their freedom from pornography, freedom from, from broken sexuality, we believe them to be courageous men. And I'm not trying to be insensitive to a wife who's been hurt out there. I'm just saying that, man, if you can really grasp, if the husband and the wife can grasp that there is a freedom from this sin and allow that sin to be set apart from the couple, Meaning here's the couple and we're taking this, we're gonna, we're gonna fight this sin head on together. Then you end up getting a couple that stays together and a sin that gets removed. It's when you start to look at each other as well he did this and well she caused this and well he's the broken guy when you start to to divide and to point fingers you end up dividing the marriage and that leads to divorce.
2: Well, and sometimes you may end up with also having to deal with the sin of bitterness in your marriage.
1: Absolutely. And and do you want to share a little bit of how that gets started?
2: The sin of bitterness, uh-huh. unforgiveness. Absolutely. i mean it is sometimes you know bitterness i always offer to the wives that you know you do, you just don't want the root of bitterness because that destroys that destroys everything that god has for you you
0: Absolutely.
2: know and a dear friend of ours and i've said this before she she always shares that the meaning of forgiveness is giving up your right to hurt your husband back or to Absolutely. hurt someone else back you know, it gives up your right. And when you, when you hold on to that, I have a right to get you back, or I have a right to hold this against you. I mean, it says in the Bible, love keeps no record of wrongs. And so, um, you know, when you hold on to that and you don't, as hard as it is, you don't provide grace. And I'm not saying it comes easy. I'm not at all saying it's not hard sure you know but the the joy in the journey is getting to the place where where you can love well and not have that root of bitterness stay in your life to destroy absolutely satan comes to kill t- steal and destroy and that's exactly what he does if you don't let go of that
1: absolutely Well, we've been talking about purity tonight. That's a great word. You know, we've been all over the place tonight, but but bitterness is so directly related to this problem because it is absolutely the byproduct of a lot of brokenness, and this can cause a lot of brokenness. Amen. So so we've appreciated you joining us tonight. We hope that you've uh, found wisdom here, that Jesus has shared things with you through us tonight that might help. Just remember, please Guard your kids and guard your house against porn. It is a devastating cancer. And uh, it will take your kids and take you to places that you really don't want to go. We hope you keep listening. We are Shadow of His Wings Ministry and Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. Join us next week uh, as we keep talking about offering real answers to life's tough questions. We hope that you will look us up on the web at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We do a lot of work with all kinds of brokenness. If you have an issue that you're struggling with, please don't hesitate to look us up. Our number is 210-887-9007. We'd love to hear from you. We hope that you'll join us next week where we continue to try to offer real answers to life's tough questions. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds. Sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.